that's so true you know that God loves us as he finds us the condition that you're in tonight God loves you in that way no matter the brokenness that you've got going on the the mistakes that you have made the things that you feel guilty about right now God loves you as he finds you but you know what's brilliant about God is he loves us as he finds us but he loves us too much to leave us in this state and what God wants to do is meet us where we're at and take us to where he needs us to be and that's what being a Christian is all about that's what following Jesus is all about is Jesus meeting us in the place that we're at and leading us to the place that he wants to be and that's my heart and my prayer for this year this academic year as we kick off September as those of you who started in new schools who started a new academic year who started in college that God would meet you and love you where he finds you now today but we might look back in July 2020 and go flipping it God loved me enough to bring me this far and brought me on this journey and moved me forward are you up for that life central youth about one of you is up for it are you up for that life central youth excellent are you up for that come on I need more convincing are you up for that that is much much more like it I'm going to read for you to you from the Bible it's going to come up on the screen we're going to look at the story of David and his mighty men which is why I have got a sword I'm not going to harm anyone it should come up on the screen it's 2 Samuel 23 uh, and we're reading from verse 8 and it says these are the names of David's mighty warriors turn to the person next to you and say you are a mighty warrior the first was Joshua Bashebeth Atakmanite was chief of the three he raised his spear against 800 men whom he killed in one encounter next to him was Eleazar as one of the three mighty warriors he was with David when they taunted the Philistines gathered a pasdam in for battle then the Israelites retreated but Eleazar stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. The Lord brought about a great victory that day and the troops returned to Eleazar but only to strip the, the dead. Next to him was Shammah. Everyone say Shammah. When the Philistines banded together at a place where there was a, a field full of lentils, Israel's troops fled from them. But Shammah took his stand in the middle of the field he defended it and struck the Philistines down and the Lord brought about a great victory tonight guys we are going to look at how God can give you victory in the midst of a big battle in the midst of you not knowing what is going to happen this year how God can work in and through your life the title of my talk tonight is get a grip and I would like you as you make your way back to your seats to tell six people to get a grip and then you can grab your seats so I've got my own little little field I've got my Jon Snow sword I am ready to talk to you tonight you know I love the phrase get a grip I normally use it in a bit of a negative sense I normally you would normally if you came to my house you would normally hear me say the phrase get a grip when I'm watching TV because I watch 
things like Love Island and I'll watch and I'll hear people's opinions and the way they live their life and I'll go, oh, for goodness sake, get a grip, mate. Or, you know, I might watch the news and think of, I might watch the news and listen to certain politicians and go, mate, you need to get a grip of your life. It's quite aggressive holding this sword, but I quite like it. Um, you know, I might watch sport and listen to certain pundits give their opinion on my football team and I will think, you need to get a grip. Or somebody might say something daft. Often I say to Laura when she's stressing out and worrying about something stupid, I will be like, Laura, get a grip of yourself. It doesn't matter. And tonight we are going to talk about getting a grip. And you know, if you're new to us, if you're in year seven, give me a little cheer. Oh, that was, that was like a really sad cheer. Give me a happy cheer, year seven. I want to encourage you When you come to Threads, when you're here on a Sunday morning, I want to encourage you to take notes because the things that we say here might not just be relevant for you today, but it might be that in three months' time, you go, do you know what? I'm sure Andy said something about this situation that I'm facing. And you can flick back through your notes, whether you flick back through uh, on your phone or through, through a little booklet. You can flick back through and see what God was saying to you in this moment so you can learn. So if you've got anything with you to take notes tonight, I want to encourage you to take notes. But tonight we're looking at the story of Shammah and Eleazar, two of David's mighty men. And basically these two fellas, they took their stand because they were mighty warriors. Now I don't know whether they knew that they were called mighty warriors at the time, but they go down in history as mighty warriors. And the Bible said that Eleazar, when everybody else ran away, Eleazar, it's now a dagger, Eleazar took his stand, I can't believe that's just happened, Eleazar took his stand and he fought for victory and then Shammah, he stood his ground in a field of lentils, in a field where he couldn't quite see what was coming at him, he stood his ground and he won a victory. And you know, the way Shammah must have felt as he stood in a field and he can't quite see what's coming, but he knows something is coming at him. He must have felt how we might feel now in September. See, in September, when you face a new academic year, you might feel like you don't know what is coming this year. You might have just started in a secondary school and you think, you know, it's been all right for a first week, but I'm not quite sure what to expect this year. Maybe you are starting your GCSEs and you're already a little bit stressed out about the revision that you have got to do. You might not know what is going to come through these bushes at you this year. Maybe you've just started college and you're in a new place and you're not sure whether you like it or not and you're trying to figure it out and you're looking through and you're going, I don't know what's going to come through the bushes of life at me. I am in the unknown, but I want to encourage you to take your stand tonight. And you know, um, I need to let you know of some slight changes that we're making to the leadership of youth. I am still going to be the leader, but we are um, kind of growing the kind of core leadership. For eight years, I've been heading up Life Central Youth, um, and we're kind of growing who the core leaders are. And now um, we're going to have Hannah, Tom, and Harvey. They are going to be location youth pastors. So Harvey at Raleigh, Hannah Hagley and Tom here in Hellsow, and they're going to be primarily responsible for Excel on Sundays 
and kind of connecting with you in your locations and with your parents. And collectively, the four of us are going to be responsible for things like crews and threads. And you're going to see more of Hannah, Tom, and Harvey on the platform. They are going to be taking more and more responsibility. But together, we're looking at this next year and the future and going, we're not quite sure what's going to come through the bushes of life. But you know what we are going to cling to is what we feel God has called us to be as Life Central Youth. And what God has called us to be as Life Central Youth is we believe that we're called to be a youth ministry where you can bring your mates. We're going to cling to that. That's the sword that we're going to hold on to. We're going to hold on to being a youth ministry where we raise you up, not just to follow Jesus today in school and around your mates, but to help you follow Jesus for the rest of your life. That ain't changing. That is the sword that we are getting a grip of. And you know, these guys in the story, they didn't know what was coming at them, but they had a grip of something that they trusted, and that was their sword. And you see, what I want you to remember tonight is this statement. What you've got a grip of will determine the battles that you can win. What you have got a grip of will determine the battles that you can win. And you know, I want to explore tonight how through the unknown, through uncertainty, through doubt, through fear, you can be victorious in what God is calling you to be. You can still follow Jesus if you have a grip of the right things. And you know, what I want you to think about tonight is, is that you're, you're me, only you're probably better looking than I am, but you're me. In fact, I wore the wrong t-shirt to be standing in front of a load of bushes. Can you see me? Just a floating head and some turned up jeans. Um, you see, you're me and the sword is God. And what we need to do is get a grip of God and some of the things of God. And actually, if I represent you and this sword represents God, I want to explore some things that we need to get a grip of in order to get a grip of who God is. But you know, I think sometimes it can be the other way around. Sometimes we're the sword and there are things in life that have got a grip of us. There are things in life that grip us that we can't seem to shake off. I wonder, what's got a grip of you tonight? Maybe, maybe it's relationships. Maybe you feel the need to be constantly in a relationship, constantly be simmering and flirting with somebody and messaging someone on Snapchat and being a little bit cheeky. And you feel the constant need to be connected to somebody Romantically, I remember um, I was terrible when it came to relationships as a teenager. I went from one relationship to the next. I was a little man ho. And, uh, you know, I, I remember saying to one of my mates at the time, I remember saying, and this is quite deep for a teenager to say, but I said to me, mate, mate, I just feel like a monkey swinging from tree to tree, that I don't let go of one branch until I've got hold of the next. That gives you a little insight into how I was when it came to romantic relationships as a teenager. Maybe you feel like the need to be in a relationship has got a grip of you. Maybe you've been hurt by a recent breakup or a recent rejection and that is gripping your heart tonight. Maybe you, um, you've got some friends that you need to walk away from that they have got a grip on you. Maybe there's some friends who you actually you know that they manipulate you a little bit and they've got a grip on your life. Maybe there are some groups that you need to break away from. Maybe there's a romantic relationship that you know you need to finish because it's got an unhealthy grip on your life. 
Maybe the thing that's got a grip of you is your reputation. That you constantly live in fear of what other people think of you. Maybe that's got a grip on your life. Maybe you live terrified that one of your mates in school might find out that you're at church tonight. Maybe you live um, terrified of what others think. Maybe you wish you could shake it off, but it grips you. And you want to not care what others think of you, but you just can't shake it off. Maybe the other thing that's got a grip of you is your past. Maybe something that has happened, maybe a mistake that you made, maybe something that happened to you that was totally out of your control, but you feel like the past has a grip on your life. Maybe you keep trying to shake it off, you keep trying to move on, but it keeps pulling you back in, almost like that Homer Simpson meme that it pulls you back into the bushes and keeps having a grip of you. Maybe the other thing that's got a grip of you is addictions. You know, the the things that are in the dark that nobody else knows about but you, and you know it's got a grip on your life. You know that you can't go a day or a week or a month without that thing that keeps happening, and every time you think you've beaten it, it pulls you back in, and it's got a grip of your life. And, you know, maybe it's pornography, maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's drugs, maybe it's gossip, maybe it's gambling, maybe it's even your phone. And it's got a grip on your life. Maybe the final thing that might have a grip on you is anxiety and mental health. And, you know, you feel like it's gripping you. You feel like it cripples you. And sadly, for so many people, their mental health and their anxiety cripples them and grips them and holds them back. It keeps you locked in. Do you know what, Life Central Youth? I want you to know tonight that you were not meant to be gripped by these things. These things were not meant to grip you and hold you back. You were created to be free. You were created to be in relationship with Jesus. And through relationship with Jesus, he sets us free. As we allow Jesus to come into our life, he wants to loosen the grip of the things in our life that have a grip of us. Listen to this from Isaiah 41. God says this. He says, that's right, because I, your God, have a firm grip on you, and I'm not letting go. I'm telling you, don't panic. I'm right here to help you. You see, God has got a grip of you. You know, there are things that have a grip of us, but God always has a grip of us. God has got us in his grip. And actually, as we allow God to have more and more of a grip of our lives, the things that are unhealthy, that have an unhealthy grip of us, are loosened. I want you to shout as loud as you can, I'm in God's grip. Are you ready? One, two, three. Okay, less like you're in a French lesson and you're trying to repeat like the French words, but I want you to shout it like you fully believe it. Okay, you ready? One, two, three. Oh my goodness. Right, leaders, you're going to need to lead the way. Year sevens, you're nice and loud. You can shout. Everyone else, step up to the mark. Life Central Youth, we are loud. Are you ready? One, two, three. That is much, much better. Turn to the person next to you and say, get a grip. You see, I want to... I want to move on to unpack that statement tonight. What you've got a grip of 
will determine the battles that you can win. You know, the stuff that we've just talked about that has a grip on us, when we grip onto God and the things of God, it will help us to win the battle against those things. And obviously, it's obvious that I'm going to say we need to grip onto God as God grips onto us. We need to grip onto him. But do you know, I just want to say it's really easy to drift from having a grip of God. God always has a grip of us, but it's easy for us to drift from having a grip of God. You know, sometimes we can drift without, without choosing to. And, uh, you know, if we're, if we're going to get a grip this year, if we're going to grip onto who God is and the things of God, then we need to know what we're gripping onto. So I want to give you four things to get a grip of tonight. And then we're going to we'll pray and then we're going to eat some hot dogs. The first thing that you need to get a grip of is your rhythm. You see, Eleazar, when he stood in the field, when everybody else ran away, ran away, Eleazar could stand and take his stand and fight because he knew in the past he'd practiced. He'd had his practice and he'd been maybe in his bedroom or in the field out the back of his house and he'd been swinging his sword and I'd have a much better swing of this sword if I hadn't broken it earlier on. But he, he's, he, he knew that he, he had confidence confidence in what he'd done because he practiced swinging a sword. He knew that he could win the battle because he knew that he had a grip of his sword, that he knew what to do. And you know, if we are going to get a grip of God, we've got to get a grip of our rhythms. You know, Life Central Youth runs for, on average, two to three hours a week. That's Sunday mornings and cruise. Obviously, it's a little bit longer when it's a threads week or any special events. But you have 165 other hours in the week. And let me say this. If your entire relationship with Jesus exists in the two to three hours of Life Central Youth, you need to get a grip of your rhythm. You need to get a grip because you're going to have a problem. Your relationship with Jesus must exist outside of crews, outside of Excel, outside of threads. You need to get a grip of your rhythm. Now, let me say attendance is really, really important. We want you to be at everything, not just so it looks good and we look like we're, we're, we're getting more numbers in the room, but what we teach into in, in crews and in threads and in Excel is really important to help you live your life for Jesus your faith was never meant to be lived alone. It's so important that you're in community and coming and being in these spaces and hanging out with other teenagers who are trying to live for Jesus. And do you know, for me, I've, I've done this job for eight years and there's lots of people now who are in young adults who used to be in youth who are going on and still following Jesus. But, you know, I know that there's still a few that have walked away from Jesus who've drifted, who've let go of their grip of God. And I think I could safely say for the majority of them, their drift away from God began when they stopped attending, when they stopped coming regularly. You see, the more you attend, the more that you get plugged in, the tighter your grip gets on your rhythm. But you know, I'm not just talking about pitching up every Wednesday and every Sunday. I'm talking about in your own day-to-day life. And you know, in Cruise this week, we're launching a brand new series called Rhythm. We would love you to be there. It's all about how you connect with God 
on, in the 165, in the 165 hours a week that you're not with us. It's how you do that. In Excel, we've been doing a series called The Beginner's Guide to Connecting with God. It's all about equipping you to have a good rhythm so that you can connect with God in the 165 hours a week that you're not with us. You know, it's never been easier to access um, kind of Bible reading plans and reading notes than it is today because you can just go to your app store, download the Bible app, download the YouVersion Bible app, and there are thousands of reading plans, ones that are short enough that you can read whilst you're doing a poo, and you can get your rhythm in the right way. You know, the second thing, once we get a rhythm, uh, once we get a grip of our rhythm, we can then begin to get a grip of the truth. We can get a grip of the truth of who God is. You know, in a bit, we're going to sing a song called Surrounded. And in that song, it talks about my weapons are praise and thanksgiving. You know, we, we don't fight battles like Eleazar and Shammah did. Okay, we don't, we don't have weapons like this. We don't walk around in the battles that we face and have weapons like this. We don't fight battles with our fists if we're trying to live for Jesus. We, we fight battles with praise and thanksgiving, with the truth of who God is on the when we were at Limitless for those of you that weren't there there was one of the evenings we were all about to go to bed and all of a sudden there was rain like you have never seen rain before it was ridiculous it made what Noah experienced look like light drizzle it was ridiculous and we had a huge flood on our on our campsite it was a nightmare loads of people's tents got flooded it was like it was it was a pain and I ended up sleeping in the boot of my car like loads of people ended up moving into my tent and I couldn't sleep in there it was it was an absolute nightmare and we had no idea the following morning what we were going to do but we as leaders we got together before most of you got up we sat in a circle and before we began to plan before we began to, began to figure out what we were going to do next what we did is we used our weapons and we went round in a circle and we said what we were thankful for because we knew our weapons were praise and thanksgiving because that's how you fight your battles. You know, it says in uh, 2 Corinthians 3, it says this, you yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You, you show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry written not with ink but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone or tablets of iPads, but on tablets of human hearts. You see, the Bible isn't just a book, isn't just an app that's words on a screen or words on a piece of paper. The Bible is the truth of God that we need to get a grip of and get it in our hearts. We need to get it into us so that we understand not just the truth of who God is, but we understand then the truth of who God says that we are. You see, how can we fight battles if we don't know the truth of who we're fighting for and who is fighting for us? You see, we need to get a grip of the truth. I remember as a, as a teenager and, you know, trying to live for God, trying to stand up for Jesus in, in my school and in my lessons. And the Bible verse that I remembered was Philippians 4.13 that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And when I'm speaking in my RE lessons and my teacher was trying to cut me down as a Christian, I'm saying to myself, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And when I was in my science lessons and they're talking about evolution and how the, you know, God didn't create the world and all this stuff, and I'm sat there going, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I was getting a grip of the truth of God. 
You know, when my nan was dying a few years ago, it was sad she was a Christian and um, she kind of got dementia and she didn't know who any of her family was. But whenever we put on worship songs, she would worship. You see, she didn't know who any of us were, but she knew who her God was. And I remember um, Leon preaching and he shared this Bible verse and I thought, that's a Bible verse I need to get a grip of. And it comes from Psalms and it says, my heart and my flesh might fail, but God is the strength of my heart. And I remember at the time going, that's a Bible verse I'm going to cling to because my nan's flesh and her heart is failing, but God is the strength of her heart. You see, the Bible is a thing that we need to get a grip of. And I'm not saying that you need to learn every word of the Bible, page by page and all of that kind of stuff. I'm saying get bits of it into you, get a grip. Find, find, start with one little passage. Take Philippians 4.13 if you want and get a grip of it and learn it off by heart because then you know the truth that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you, that you can get a grip of the truth. The next thing, once we get a grip of the truth, we can get a grip of our identity. You see, I think this might be the hardest one of all. And, um, you know, maybe some of you are like, yeah, I need to get a grip of my identity. Others of you may think, nah, this is one I'm all right on. But, you know, Shammer and Eliezer knew exactly who they were. You know, they, they weren't skinny little accountants coming out to battle. They were fellows who'd been there and done that. They knew that they were one of David's mighty men. So they knew that they could fight the battle. You see, if they were just skinny little accountants who sat behind a computer all day, which there's nothing wrong with, but if they were that, they probably wouldn't have stood and fought. But because they knew their identity, they were able to stand and get a grip of the sword and get a grip of the situation and get a grip of what God was calling them to do. And maybe in the unknown and you're standing in the field of life this year and you don't know what's going to come through those bushes, you can say to yourself, I don't know what it is, but I know who I am. And God is saying that I am a child of God. God is saying that I am loved, that I am um, fearfully and wonderfully made, that I was created to do good works. When we get a grip of our identity, we can face whatever comes through the bushes of life. We can face that because we can say, I don't know what that is, but I know who I am. And I'm going to stand firm and confident in who God created me to be. The fourth thing as the the band come up to play, once we get a grip of our identity, we can begin to get a grip of ourselves. You know, I think sometimes we're our own worst enemy when it comes to fighting battles. I know for me, I make some stupid decisions. And sometimes I look in the mirror and go, Andy, you need to get a grip of yourself. You need to get a grip of your life. When I've made foolish decisions, when I've made things that have, that have caused me to, to uh, be in places that I shouldn't be, I've had to say, you need to get a grip. And you know, getting a grip of your own decisions is such an important part of this year. You know, I think... Lots of the young people that I talked about earlier that that don't necessarily follow God. I think a lot of the time, not only do they stop attending and drift from God, but I also think that they didn't take a moment and go, I don't believe in God anymore. I'm pretty confident that most of the young people that, that no longer follow Jesus or the young adults that no longer follow Jesus, I don't think that they're going, I don't believe in God anymore. I don't think that they went, oh, I don't believe that Jesus loves me. 
I think they just fail to get a grip of themselves. They fail to get a grip of their own decisions and they got pulled in by things that draw them away from God. You know, we need to get a grip of ourselves by equipping ourselves with strategies to help, strategies to help us get a grip. You know, if, if, you're, if, if you're struggling with anger, what the advice when you get anger management help is, often what they'll do is they'll say, identify the early warning signs when you're beginning to bubble a little bit and then make a decision then when you're in control when you're recognizing that you're starting to get angry do something about it and remove yourself from the situation go and calm yourself down in whatever way that takes and I think we need to learn to recognize the early warning signs so maybe for you getting a grip of yourself says do you know I'm not gonna I'm not gonna drink till I'm 18 like alcohol you can drink water maybe maybe it, it looks like that you say I, I'm okay with that but I don't want to get drunk so if I go to a party I'm going to say I'm not going to have more than two drinks I'm going to get a grip on myself maybe getting a grip of yourself looks like going I'm not going to go to any house parties because I know that's an early warning sign for me and I'll get drawn into things to draw me away from God or maybe you say, I'm going to go to parties, but when I go to parties, I'm not going to drink. Maybe maybe it comes in the area of relationships. You know, Here's a great way to get, rid, uh, get a grip of yourself. Don't go into a relationship unless you can see yourself marrying that person. That is a fantastic way to get a grip of your relationships. Because if you can't see yourself marrying that person... What is the flipping point of going out with them? And let me say, if you're, in, if you're in year 10 or above, here's a scary thing. The next person that you go out with could be the person that you end up marrying. So why would you waste your time going out with someone that you can't see yourself marrying? I'm going to end up talking about relationships there. But we need to get a grip of ourselves. We need to start to make some wise decisions. If we're going to get a grip of God and face whatever is in the unknown of coming out these bushes of life this year we need to get a grip of ourselves so here's what we're going to do Life Central Youth we're going to pray for some of you so I want to ask you all to stand to your feet if you can do it quickly and quietly And we're going to pray for each of these four things that I've said that we need to get a grip of. And uh, I think it was Harvey before that got us to hold our hands out in front of us. And I'm going to invite us all to hold our hands out in front of us in a moment. And I'm going to pray for each of these four points. So it was getting a grip of rhythm, getting a grip of the truth of God, getting a grip of our identity and getting a grip of ourselves. I'm going to pray for each one of those four things. And if one of them is a thing that you're identifying and you're going, I need to get a grip of this. What I want you to do is rather than holding your hands out flat like that, I want you to hold your hands like that. To signify, God, God, I want to get a grip of this thing in my life. I want to get a grip of it. And hey, if you need to get a grip of all four, then grip for all four. If it's just one, then just grip for one. And we're going to do that and then we're going to pray for some other people so I want to ask you everybody just close your eyes for me and even if you're not into this I'd ask you just out of respect to just 
close your eyes and everyone let's hold our hands out in front of us and we're gonna start by praying to get a grip of rhythms so if you know you need to get a grip of the rhythms of your life then just clench your fists and get a grip God I pray that you would help us to get a grip of the rhythms God I pray that you would help us to commit to being here when we need to be here God I pray that you would help us to remember to spend time with you God would you help us through the series in cruise and the series in excel God would you help us to get a grip of our rhythms God, I pray that you would help us to cut out the rhythms in our life that are unhealthy. God, I pray that you would magically free up space on our phones so that we can get the Bible app downloaded and that we can be doing some, uh, some devotional and reading plans. God, I pray that you would help us to get a grip of our rhythms that we might follow you outside of the hours in the 165 that we're not at Life Central Youth. God, I pray that you would help us to get a grip of rhythms. Now we're going to pray for people who want to get a grip of the truth of God, specifically the Bible. So again, if that's you, if you've struggled with reading the Bible, you struggle with remembering Bible verses, that you want to get a grip of the truth of God, then grip your hands now. God, I pray that as we read the Bible, God, would your words jump out to us? Would they not just be words on a screen or words on a piece of paper? But God, would they be words that are written on our hearts? God, I pray that you would help us to get a grip of the truth of who you are. And now we're going to pray for people who want to get a grip of identity. So if that's a thing that you need to get a grip on, then grip your fists. Jesus, I pray that you would help us to grip on to who you say we are. God, I pray right now that you would speak the truth of of our identity into us. Our identity is in whose we are and we are yours. So God, I pray for those of us that are trying to get a grip of this, God, I pray that this stuff, that we would grip onto the fact that we're a child, we're your child, God, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. That we are not sinners who are sometimes saintly, but God, we are saints who sometimes sin. But God, our baseline is that we are saints, that we are set apart by you for good works. So God, I pray this year we might get a grip of our identity. Finally, guys, we're going to pray to get a grip of ourselves. So if that's you and you know you need to make some wise decisions, that you need to get a grip of your life, then clench your fists. God, I pray. God, I pray that you would help us to get a grip of ourselves. God, I pray for the spiritual gift of wisdom and discernment. God, that we might hear you say to us, that's not a wise thing to do. That's not a wise place to go. That's not a wise thing to go to. That's not a wise person to have in your life. God, I pray that you would help us to get a grip of ourselves. God, I pray right now as as those of us that are gripping and saying we need to get a grip of ourselves. God, I pray that through your Holy Spirit, you would challenge us and that you would speak to us and you would tell us the things that we need to get a grip of. 
sing in a moment. And uh, I think we might have to leave the bushes here, Dan. That's all right. You can move down here if you want. No, you stay there. We're going to leave the bushes there and hide Dan. He is. He's a face for radio rather than a face for the stage anyway. <laughs> what we're going to do is I want, I want to invite you all to move down to the front again. And we're going to sing this song called Surrounded. And he talks about this is how I fight my battles. And how we fight our battles is getting a grip of the stuff that we have talked about. But right early on in the talk, I talked about things that have got a grip of us and I would like to pray for some people who feel like there are things in their life that have got a grip of them and they you're like yeah I want to get a grip of all of that stuff that you've talked about Andy but this thing still feels like it's got a grip on my life if that's you some of the leaders are going to be over there and I'm going to ask Sam if the music cannot be like so loud so that we can hear hear what we're praying over people so leaders I want to ask you to, to head over there and while we're singing if you feel like there's some things on your life that have got a grip on you that you'd like prayer for the leaders would love to pray for you and you don't have to tell them you can if you want leaders you can ask what can I pray for you if you don't want to say if you don't want to say what you feel has got a grip on your life then you can just say just pray for me. But hey, if there's something that's got a grip on your life, the more it stays in the dark, the tighter the grip will have on you. So I want to encourage you to have the braveness, the braveness, is that a word? The courage to, to say what it is that's got a grip on you. And if you're not responding, then we're going to sing this amazing song that says, it might look like I'm surrounded, it might look like I'm surrounded by bushes and things coming at me, but actually I'm surrounded by you and I'm going to get a grip of you, God. So I pray as we sing and as we respond, God, I pray that you would be moving by the power of your Holy Spirit, that you would speak to us, God, that you would do amazing things in these next few minutes before we eat some hot dogs. In your mighty name we pray. Amen.